Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Facebook Live. I want to start out by asking a question, and it is a very simple one, and you can see it here on the bottom of the screen. Have we sacrificed too much liberty in our quest to conquer the coronavirus? Now, I know it's a difficult question, and I know that at this stage of the game, it may be inappropriate to ask such a question as we are still developing our hindsight. We are not in a position yet where we can look back on uh, the results of our efforts. We are not yet in a position where we can move about freely and comfortably and say that we have, in fact, conquered this coronavirus. But we are making baby steps towards a return to normalcy. And there is a question, I think, worthwhile uh, in its asking. I think that as we look ahead at what will hopefully become our new normal, have we sacrificed too many liberties today that will remain out of our reach tomorrow? My hopes are that the answer is no. I, I hope that once this coronavirus is behind us, that uh, government will retract and that you and I will be able to move around uh, just as freely as we were before we had even heard of COVID-19 or the coronavirus or whatever it is that you call it. Uh, And in fact, I I hope that when we are on the other side of this, that we are able to enjoy even more freedoms, freedoms that are innate and born within us, not uh, freedoms that are granted to us by the government. You see, that's not how it works. That's not how the founding fathers uh, intended it to work. We have certain liberties that uh, we are born with, and those liberties ought to be respected. And as we have combated this uh, coronavirus, we have sacrificed some of those. And uh, it is important, too, to remember that here in the state of Utah, uh, we're living a, a little bit of a different experience than is the case in most of the country and certainly in most of the world. We here in Utah are one of only seven states in the United States where the governor has not in, not put in place a statewide stay-at-home order. That's an interesting thing. And many of you may disagree with that. And if that is the case, uh, leave me a note below. But there are certain elements of our experience here in Utah that are worthy of boasting. And that is, uh, we have a relatively low per capita death rate when it comes to those who have unfortunately lost their lives as a result of the coronavirus. We also have an incredibly high per capita rate of testing. And that's all uh, in the face of the governor having made the decision not to extend a statewide stay-at-home order, as is the case in many other areas. Now, uh, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you a question because later on today, uh, I'm going to be looking back on the answers you give uh, me today. What I want you to do is this. Uh, The question there, as you can see below, have we sacrificed too much liberty? Have we sacrificed too much liberty? Think about it. We are nervous about moving around outside of our homes. We are nervous and anxious when we go to the grocery store or out uh, to the parks. Many of us have not been to our workplace in some time. We're not commuting. We're not traveling. 
There are so many things that you and I used to do, uh, which we are not doing today. And it, it breaks my heart. And my question is, uh, have we sacrificed too much liberty? Now, let's let's be specific, too. There are certain elements of uh, where the government has stepped in. Uh, there are apps that are being advertised, including an app here in the state of Utah, Healthy Together. Now, it has been made very, very clear by the governor and all those who are promoting this app that it is voluntary. You opt into it that the data that you uh, click and clack and install in this app, you own that. You can opt out at every time, at any time rather, uh, and that you uh, should, again, this is the, the, the governor speaking, uh, and those who are promoting this app, uh, you should know and rest assured that the data that you make available to the government will be used only by those in the healthcare arena, and it will be used only to uh, limit the spread of this coronavirus and uh, work towards the efforts of contact tracing. You know, uh, contact tracing is an interesting thing. The smart folks like Angela Dunn and those uh, around the country have made it clear that contact tracing and testing are the two tools that you and I will use and that will be used by the healthcare professionals to uh, bring about uh, some understanding, and uh, it will ultimately lead us towards a return to normalcy. But what do we have to give up in order to effectively uh, aid in this contact tracing? Well, that is, of course, we need to make our uh, location available. At least that's what they say. Uh, that's what the, the people behind this Utah Together app uh, would, would have you uh, believe. And I don't yet know if they're right. I don't yet know if we are able to look back on enough of what we have experienced so far or the results that have thus far been borne out in our battle against the coronavirus. Um, so let me, let me turn for a moment to uh, some of the comments which have come in. Uh, the, and then I want to talk to you about what's coming up on today's program in addition to this conversation. So I, I, uh, let me uh, reiterate my plea uh, to answer the question below. Have we sacrificed too much liberty? You can do that in a little post a comment section there in the corner. Uh, I, I need your help. I want to know uh, what you think. Do you feel like too much, too many of your liberties have been sacrificed uh, in our battle against the coronavirus. And what does that mean? Uh, it means that has the government grown too much for your liking? Have you curtailed uh, your activity, your movement around the state and the country? Have you curtailed uh, too much of that? Have you done uh, more than was necessary to appropriately battle this coronavirus? That's the, that's the, the question I, I have for you. And I'd like to, to know what you think, because it's something that's been weighing on my mind lately. In fact, I woke up the other morning kind of blue, uh, and it was, you know, probably a little bit of cabin fever. Uh, as you know, I've been broadcasting from this guest bedroom in, in my home for the past, it's almost been two months now, uh, seven some odd weeks. And it's wearing on me a little bit. And so I'm starting to have these thoughts like, what's going on? Are we going to be able to get through this? And are we doing it the right way? And oh, when am I going to get to return to some semblance of normalcy? And it's killing me. Uh, but I also know, too, that, uh, you know, you, you got to calm down. You got to be analytical about this stuff. And you got to uh, really look at the data. You got to lean on those who present the data in an objective 
and effective way. So that's what I try to do, uh, and I'm, I'm dipping my toe into some of these uh, kind of questions now, and I'd like your uh, help to help me understand. So let's look at some of the answers that have come in so far. Uh, Jason says, to be honest, um, I like being stuck at home. I still have my internet, my TV, my outdoor activities, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that hopefully is the experience of many of you. You, you know, you hopefully uh, you have a good, comfortable home. Uh, you've got food in the cupboard. You've got a roof over your head. You got clothes on your back and family all around you uh, to weather this storm. And if you've got uh, internet and TV, you've got uh, your ability to to learn and be entertained, all taken care of. So uh, for for many of us, it is a, a vacation of sorts. Um, and so, so that's all right. Now, I'm glad to hear that that's the case for you, Jason. Now, about that app, Nick's got a comment here for us. Signed up for the app. Doesn't mind sharing the data uh, temporarily. Uh, we need data, uh, period. Um, and, I, and I agree with that. I agree that the data is important. I agree that we do need to communicate some uh, information uh, to those who are maybe smarter than us and who are in the epidemiological field, folks like uh, Dr. Dunn and her colleagues, uh, if we are going to identify like the hotspots and such like that. And it will be helpful to us to uh, know, you know how we ought to tailor our behavior. And the collection of data uh, is important. Uh, but how much data and have we crossed any lines? Have we crossed any thresholds uh, that we won't be able to turn around uh, and cross back. That, that's what I'd like to know. Uh, so weigh in. Have we sacrificed too much liberty? Uh, if you don't mind, uh, just leave in a comment here below. Uh, I'm going to, on my radio program today from one o'clock to three o'clock, I'm going to share some of the comments. I'll share uh, Nick's comment here and Jason. And that'll be part of today's program. We are also on the program today going to be speaking to uh, a number of folks in, in elected official positions. We're going to be speaking to a think tank, and I'm going to put this same question to all of them. Uh, specifically, we'll be speaking to uh, Derek Monson. He's the vice president of uh, policy and a senior fellow at the Sutherland Institute. Uh, I'm going to ask him, have we given up too much? And when this is all behind us, uh, what are the likelihoods that uh, what are the likelihoods that we'll be able to uh, kind of reclaim the liberties that we enjoyed uh, before. And we're going to be speaking to Utah County Commissioner Nathan Ivey. He's a gentleman I have come to be, be very fond of. He's joined us numerous times on the program talking about various issues. Uh, and today uh, we are going to speak to him about whether or not uh, we have given up too much to the government and if the government uh, has given uh, uh, or has taken, or rather gone too far. Let me share with you a quick note I got from uh, Commissioner Ivey, just a little preview of the conversation he and I will have on the radio today, just after 1.30. He says, Thomas Jefferson predicted our happiness. If we could prevent the government from wasting the fruit of our labor under the false assertion of keeping us safe, we currently are losing our capacity for happiness and prosperity as we surrender freedoms under the guise of safety. We need to take back the ideals of our founding fathers and take personal responsibility for our actions and protect liberty. He has strong feelings on that front, and uh, he's going to share them uh, with you and me on the radio today just after 1.30. So uh, please, uh, if you wouldn't mind, tune in and have a listen to that. Then uh, to wrap up this topic, we're going to dedicate almost an entire hour to this question because I feel it's an important one, and I feel that there are varied views and opinions 
on this. And so I want to try to uh, capture all of them, uh, present them. Uh, I've got some folks, uh, you know, in the elected official business. I've got some folks in the think tank business, and I want you to be a part of this as well. So uh, thanks to Jill and Nick and Jason, everyone who's commenting uh, right now. Jason, Jason says, take up video games. It helps pass the time. I was not raised with video games. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll play, I'll find a game or something on the phone that'll distract me. But uh, I have never been uh, big into video games. Um, a lot of friends of mine are, and a lot of them have uh, invited me to get one of these Nintendo Switches or whatever. Anyway, uh, Jason took me down a, a tangent there. Uh, back to the topic at hand. <clears throat> I could use your, could use your help, uh, please. Uh, would you do two things for me? Number one, uh, answer the question below. Have we sacrificed too much liberty? Uh, throw that in the comment section. And then, uh, just in an effort to, to spread this question out, uh, would you mind sharing this video? I know it's a shameless thing for me to ask, uh, but would you mind just clicking on the share button, uh, posting this video to your own uh, Facebook page, share it with the, your own friends and family, uh, and, and, and do so, please, uh, so that we can get more answers to this question. Have we sacrificed too much liberty? I want to uh, be uh, an avenue for these views uh, to be to be shared, and I'm going to do so on my radio program today. So that's that uh, on this question of, of liberty. If you wouldn't mind, do me that favor. Answer the question. Share this video. Let's get as many answers to this question as we can. We'll do that together. And then on the radio program, I'll go through all of them. Uh, grateful to those of you who have answered thus far. Uh, Jill here, she says, the guise of safety suggests it isn't actually keeping us safe, which misses a very important fact that the virus actually is out there and actually is dangerous. Uh, Great point. Um, Guys uh, may not be uh, the greatest of words to use in in this uh, situation, um, unless it is, you know, and uh, the the unfortunate fact, uh, and this applies itself to everything, uh, it's tough to know if we got things right until well after uh, the war is over. You know, uh, it will be with hindsight only that we were able to look at this with 2020 vision and uh, and understand if the, our course of action was correct or not. I guess we can compare ourselves to other nations and other states and such like that. But it's all still difficult while we continue to learn and until we uh, what develop the herd immunity or get a vaccine and really have this deal under control, we'll be able to uh, objectively look back and answer the questions of, uh, did we get it right? Did we sacrifice too much? Uh, were the measures we took uh, uh, appropriate uh, or did we <clears throat> did we give up too much? Anyway, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your predictions? Share them below. Share this video, please, if you wouldn't mind, on your own personal Facebook, and we'll get your friends and family involved in this conversation. Uh, all right, stepping away from the question of liberty, KSL here, we're doing something uh, interesting for the next number of weeks, uh, and it has to do with our efforts in honoring the class of 2020. There have been a number of realities that we have encountered in the midst of this coronavirus that have absolutely broken my heart. Uh, one of them the other day uh, was shared by Melva Sign. She's with the uh, Restaurant Association here in the state of Utah. She predicts that a quarter of all restaurants here in Utah will close their doors and never reopen them. That breaks my heart that restaurants are going to uh, end that way. The individuals behind those restaurants will have their dreams crushed and have their businesses ruined and have their livelihoods threatened as a result of the coronavirus. Also, as a result of the coronavirus, uh, there are seniors, high school seniors throughout the state of Utah, uh, who are not going to enjoy the 
the high school or the senior year experience that you and I likely got to enjoy. I can remember some of the happiest times of my life, uh, you know, with the exception, of course, of getting married and uh, becoming a father and such like that, and various professional uh, experiences I've enjoyed. Uh, but some of the happiest moments of my life have been uh, or were those spent in high school. I went to a very small high school. There were only 52 of us that graduated back in uh, 2003, and I, I miss all of those people. I miss every one of them. I miss the fun that we had together, and it breaks my heart that the class of 2020 uh, will not get to enjoy that for the most part uh, across the state of Utah. One of the elements uh, that I so enjoyed in high school was uh, sports, of course. Uh, I'm not sure if you were uh, big into sports yourself, but I was. And I got so much from my experience uh, on a team, uh, working out, uh, working with others, working towards a goal, looking to win. Uh, that was very good for me. I enjoyed the camaraderie. And uh, anyway, so what, what we're doing here on the radio station uh, for the, the next month or so is honoring the class of 2020. You're going to hear uh, various ways we are attempting to do that over the course of the next month. I and uh, producer Amy, and I are going to focus on athletics. <clears throat> uh, we, if you remember, a few weeks ago, uh, it was pretty cool. We had Coach Larry Gelwitz on the program. Uh, he, the former coach of the Highland rugby team, winningest coach, uh, winningest rugby coach in like ever. Uh, superstar. They had a movie made at, made uh, about his story, Forever Strong. And uh, I had asked him to come on the air uh, a few weeks ago, and he was gracious enough to do so. And I asked him, I said, "Hey, listen, pretend it's." Uh, pretend you've got your players on the bench. There's a timeout, and you need to pump them up. You need to get them excited about uh, the 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 battle at hand, the match at hand, and uh, what do you do uh, to get your folks excited? And he was kind enough to share some uh, words uh, with us. The the big takeaway from that was focus on the end game, focus on the goal, uh, have an eye single to uh, the mission at hand and accomplishing that mission. And uh, that was great. So what we're going to do is we're going to reach out to other coaches throughout the state of Utah who coach various uh, uh, spring sports, which have been canceled, of course, as a result of this coronavirus. So we're going to start today with the <clears throat> women's track and field coach from Copper Hills High School, Garth Rushforth. Uh, he was the 2019 uh, track and field coach of the year. And, and he, unfortunately, this year has had to let all of his uh, runners and athletes know that, well, there's no, there's no season this year uh, because of this coronavirus. I'm so sorry you're not going to be able to enjoy uh, what you had expected as a track athlete here in 2020, but good luck to you. We're going to get uh, some of what uh, he has been doing to keep his athletes uh, excited and animated and, uh, I don't know, encouraged. We're going to hopefully get some of that encouragement uh, ourselves all of that in an effort to honor the class of 2020, which has had their senior year uh, cut so short. So that's that. Uh, I invite you to tune in uh, at about 2.30. We're going to have that conversation again on 102.7 FM, 1160 AM on the air today. Uh, I'd uh, be grateful if you would uh, tune in. Also, uh, could I tell you something that's happening right now? Uh, there is a, a press conference happening right now uh, hosted by the Utah Farm Bureau. They are uh, today announcing a program uh, called Farmers Feeding Utah. It is a, a way, well, listen, here's a little bit of the backstory. You have heard there has been great disruption to the 
uh, to the uh, supply chain uh, uh, when it comes to meat products. There are plenty of farmers with livestock uh, and there is plenty of demand on the part of folks like you and me. uh, And yet we are somehow seeing uh, empty shelves. What's happening in the middle there that is making it difficult for uh, meat to make it from the farms to the grocery store? The, The answer is that in the supply chain, there are many disruptions as a result of the coronavirus. There are factory workers who have come down uh, with the uh, virus. Uh, You heard about the Tyson plant uh, pretty much shutting down as a result of workers there contracting the the coronavirus. And that's a heartbreaking thing. And here in Utah, the Utah Farm Bureau has been racking its brain trying to figure out a way to uh, get meat from these farmers who are struggling to, to unload this product that they have while knowing that there are Utahns that are clamoring uh, for meat, for food, to feed their families and themselves. And so uh, they've got a plan uh, to, to, to bridge that gap and to take care of the processing and make uh, there uh, be a, an avenue for food to go from these farms uh, who have plenty of supply to you and I, the consumers, who have plenty of demand. Uh, and they're doing so uh, right now. They're making the announcement. Farmers feedingutah.org is the website where you can get some information on that. On the program today, we're going to speak to Ron Gibson, is the president of the Utah Farm Bureau. He's going to explain to us exactly what this program is, how it works, and how you uh, can get involved, both on the receiving end of this meet and uh, how you can help out, uh, maybe open your wallet and share a few dollars. Uh, Farmersfeedingutah.org. Ron Gibson, president of the Farm Bureau, uh, will be my guest. All right, so that's going to do it for uh, today's a uh, little Facebook Live, a little shorter than other days. Let me reiterate that question I asked earlier, which is, have we sacrificed too much liberty? That's going to be a theme on the program today, certainly during the course of the first hour from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. We're going to be speaking to uh, Derek Monson with the Sutherland Institute. We're going to be speaking with Navy, Nathan Ivey, who is a commissioner in Utah County. And we're going to be speaking to uh, Todd Weiler who is a representative or a senator, I'm sorry, in the Utah State Legislature. He's had some legislation in the past that deals with digital privacy. And as you and I are asked to share much of our information these days in an effort to uh, execute good contact tracing and plotting the course of this coronavirus through the community, uh, have, we, have we gone too far? Has the government asked too much of us? And when this is all behind us, coronavirus, that is, will we be able to return to some semblance of normalcy? Anyway, so that's it. Uh, If you would please answer this question and share this video uh, on your own uh, personal Facebook uh, uh, feed, I'd be very, very grateful. Uh, I am at about just after two o'clock going to share many of the comments which have come in, and I'd be grateful to you. Uh, I'd be very, very grateful to you if you would weigh in so that you and I can together uh, have a conversation on the radio. So that's it for me. I'm going to sign off. I'll be on the air today, KSL News Radio, as is the case every day, uh, from one o'clock until three o'clock. I'd love to see you there. And uh, if I don't catch you there, I'll catch you here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. for the Friday edition of Facebook Live here on the KSL News Radio Facebook page. Thank you so much. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'll see you on the radio at one o'clock, 102.7 FM, 1160 AM. Thanks a lot.